Hello there and welcome along to the Women's Rugby Pod. I'm Johnny Hammond and I'm with England legend and World Cup winner Rachel Burford. And together we're going to bring you a star-studded roundup of the world of women's rugby every week. Yes, this is a podcast dedicated to the latest news and views from the women's game, from California to Canberra, from Darlington to Durban. WRP will truly be a global podcast and each week we will discuss the topics dominated the rapid development of the women's game. So then, Berth, what have we got coming up on the first show? It's a dream start for the women's rugby pod as we hear from US Eagles coach Rob Kane following this summer super series in San Diego. England boss Simon Middleton looks ahead to the November tests and will get to grips with a landmark new Tyrrells Premier 15s and that dreaded word relegation. Yes, we'll assess the new landscape for women's rugby in England and I'll let you know about the teams and the players to watch out for this season. And our third special guest is none other than Emily Scout, a player who needs no introduction whatsoever. So all that on the way this week, young Berth, how are you? You alright? Did you summer well? How's the hamstring? Yes, I've had a great summer, thank you. Um, been involved in pre-season down at the club, but just from a different perspective. Obviously I had surgery on my hamstring, which is all good to go. Almost um, able to put the quarters on and run out um, with the team, but not quite yet ready for the first fixture. Okay, so all those hordes of fans of yours, when can they expect to see you back in the mix? I mean, the, the plan, if it all goes to plan, will be um, the second week of the Tyrrells Premier 15, and that's when we're playing Worcester away. We can't talk to, to you uh, quickly becoming a Harlequins legend and the last two years in the Tyrrells Premier 15s where you've lost the two finals in, in a row to Saracens. Is that spoken about over the summer with, with Gary Street and Karen Finney, your, your, your co-head coaches? Is there any particular edge? Anything been diff, different done in, in pre-season at all? Yeah, look, I don't think we're going to ignore the fact that we've come up short the last two seasons because that's just not going to help us. We've had um, a really big debrief, um, the management whole crew. Obviously, we've had Billy Mullard come in, who's you know keeping a real close eye and making sure that everything, every stone is unturned so we don't kind of have those mistakes again. I think the biggest difference for us this season is, you know, during pre-seasons, a lot of it is based around getting fit, getting strong, getting fast. And rugby kind of comes in a little bit later. But this time we've gone right from the start. So that everybody now, come the start of the season, knows what their role is, knows what they're doing, is on the same page. So that we can just hit the ground running. And look, things won't be perfect at the start. Of course they won't. But we are in a, a much stronger place where we are now than potentially where we were at the end of last season. And we can't talk about this Tills Premier 15 season without that word relegation. I use it in inverted commas uh, because we're at the end of the, the first three-year cycle. What's the difference this season? So this year they've introduced um, relegation. So within the 10 teams that are currently in the um, Tyrrells Premier 15, they will be audited on all the minimum standards that the RFU require. That's resources, facilities, on and off pitch, performance as well. Um, and so you'll be audited and then from out of that 10, the one to six will automatically go back into the Tyrrells um, Premier 15 for the next three-year cycle if they want to be involved in, and in the um, league. The bottom four will then also be offered to reapply, to retender for the opportunity to be in it. But at the same time as that is happening, other teams and other clubs are welcome to also um, apply for that 
opportunity so you like Exeter Sale you know any other clubs kind of like Thurrock would be potentially interested Itchfield those kind of yeah any colleges as well yeah yep. so then all of a sudden you've got a big pool who are applying for four places on um, top yeah on, sorry, go on, go on, go on. on top of that you've also got now which I think is a, a brilliant opportunity for the North and South Championship now the winners of those also are invited into that tender process um, automatically for winning those um, those championships which again it gives that sort of development league the opportunity the growth they can they've got inspiration to so then want to progress so yeah it's, it's a tough place to be in if you're in that bottom four because you could potentially be going up against a hell of a lot of other um, teams to to tender and be a part of the Tyrrells Premier 15. So I'm going to pick up the spotlight straight up who are going to be in that bottom four who, who, who can you see this season being under pressure? I think, you know, you've, you've got to look potentially at some of the teams that were in that bottom four last year. So I think, you know, Waterloo have, have struggled and also losing a key player of theirs, um, I mean, for our gain at Harlequins, but they've lost, you know, a very influential player for them, Sarah Beckett. So that would be a, a big struggle for them, losing her. Um, you know, Worcester are a bit unknown, but again, they were around the bottom, the bottom end last season. Um, and then I guess DMP also another team that's struggling slightly last year so I, th- I guess there's been lots of change for those teams so you can't write anybody off but you know if, if pressure is going to be on you're going to be looking in and around those teams and it was a good summer you mentioned there that like Sarah Beckett would have had a great great performance in a red rose shirt for, for England but the Super Series wasn't the only thing that was going on 15s wasn't the only thing going on 7s was a good summer for the England both men and women's seven sides. Yeah, I think, you know, Simon Amor um, didn't potentially want to wait till the very last minute to qualify for the Olympics in Tokyo. But, I mean, what style did both the men and the women um, finish in, um, both qualifying this summer? Um, and I think for the for the women's team, you know, there's been extra legs added this year. So now they've got eight legs that they're going to be playing on, on the World 7 Series. And six of those are joint side by side with the men. So again, it's a big year. And then obviously they've got that ultimate prize right at the end, the Olympics 2020 in Tokyo. Okay, for the English perspective now, I look back on the Super Series and Head of the new domestic season, Simon Middleton, a man who started his coaching career up in Leeds, was part of the 2014 World Cup winning coaching team and later that year became the main man. Mids, how are things? Uh, are, are you in the car? You spend most of your most of your life in a, in a car, don't you? Uh, I spent quite a bit of it in the car, yeah. I spent five hours in it this morning getting to Twickenham, but we're just having a, we're just having a, a meeting as it turns out, so uh, I've broken from that to uh, say hello. Oh, it's very, very good of you. Thank you very much. And um, I, I understand you got the, uh, the girls together um, at the weekend for a bit of a bit of a camp, bit of a testing. How did that go? Yeah, it was excellent. Uh, we we had the, the second of our testing camps uh, since we came back from San Diego. Just sort of see what condition the girls are in, and uh, yeah, they stacked up really well. Uh, they had a, a really good day on on the Friday, sharing information, bit of feedback from San Diego. We, Coming off some administration stuff, and then we had a we had a good uh, we had a good testing day on on the Saturday, and a little bit of rugby at the end. 
And um, Mitch, just to look back, I know you're not a man that likes to look back too much, but just looking back at that Super Series and, you know, what a great opportunity it was for England, New Zealand, USA, Canada and France to all go out head-to-head against each other. Great opportunity, great format to, to play in with what's on the horizon. I mean, how was that for you and the rest of the team? Yeah, it, it, was, it was amazing, mate. It, it was exactly what we hoped it would be, you know, certainly in terms of on the field, the, the level of uh, the level of, of game was, was great, you know, and uh, it was a great experience for a lot of players out there. So, uh, you know, we, we wanted tough games. We wanted to see where we were at as a squad and, and have a good look and see where the other sort of probably what are going to be the main contenders for the World Cup look like. And, uh, you know, we weren't disappointed, you know, I think. Canada game in particular was a really tough game for us, and uh, you know I, I think their their sort of lost three one one doesn't doesn't sort of say where they're as a side they they had a really good tournament they they come on massively and uh, you know that that was a that was a real tough game for us and then obviously backed it up uh, against France and and then you know, culminated with a a real tough game against New Zealand where we you know we we got undone a bit uh, but I think you know all sides experience losing a game which is very rare as you know in a in, a, in an international tournament uh, you usually get one team that comes out on, on top of everybody but uh, you know New Zealand won the, won the comp and rightly so but you know, they, they had a pretty tough game against France and, and got well beaten by France and that was that was pretty indicative of the standard of the tournament you know you had to be on it or, or otherwise you, you were going to get undone yeah I think you know it's a great place to be in you know sort of 18 months out from from the the World Cup so I mean you said that you did a little bit of um, reflection and I've been in plenty of debriefs and the detail that you go into I mean have you got a couple of things in mind that you're going to be putting into place for autumn internationals we always know that we always get a different type of France sometimes when you face them I mean how are you looking at preparing for those games yeah I think uh, you know we've had a good look at at the things we did well and the things we need to we need to improve on Uh, Italy and they'll allow us to, to take some of them learnings in there hopefully 
So, Mitch, Mitch how, how do you approach the, the, the autumn series and the, the, those three games, two against France and one against Italy? Because you, you spoke then a game of two halves. That tended to coincide your better performances in the summer with some of your more experienced players coming on the field. So, 18 months away from a World Cup, mid-sort of cycle, is it about blooding those youngsters, the Zoe Harrisons, those kind of players, or, or because we, we are in a results business? That, you know, let's not forget that. Yeah. Well, well, how, how difficult is that for you as a coach? Yeah, I mean, we, to, to be honest, Johnny, we, we, you know, we're, we're, I won't say completely past that process, but we're well down the process of that, uh, that, that, that line uh, of thinking. You know, we, we've looked at a lot of players now and, and sort of moving forward into the last two years of the World Cup cycle. We, we've got a pretty good picture of the squad. We've got a pretty good picture of who we see in the, in the wider squad. Uh, you know, we, we, we rejuvenated the squad uh, 18 months ago after the Six Nations in, in 2018 and we brought a lot of young players in we went from having sort of 1,250 caps in the side to, to having around 400 caps in the side and, and a lot of those caps were taken up by two or three senior players so we, we brought a lot of youth in and we built that back up uh, you know so the, the likes of Zoe Harrison and, and, and Claudia McDonald who I thought were both played really really well on the tour really pleased with their progress you know, they're, they're two examples of players who we're now getting a good level of caps into uh, I think going into the autumn we get the senior players back and it's, it's going to be very much certainly the games against France we're very much about getting our best team on the field and seeing what our best team looks like and, and, and how some of those young players who have come through integrate with some of the more senior players who who are, are playing at the top of their game but ultimately we'll pick on form and uh, you, you know the, the whole thing about about creating international experiences that you hope those players go back take that into their clubs and produce you know produce high standards of performance so you can look across the breadth of the TP uh, TPs and go right well, well you know who's pushing for the shirts and uh, and that's what we'll judge on. We'll, we'll pick on form and, and, uh, and we'll pick consistently because you know we'll get to that stage now where you know winning 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 is a, a habit as well as you know tra- training quality and, uh, and that's what we'll be looking at. And as you say, there, mids. Obviously, we're just about to approach the Tyrrells Premier Fifteen domestic league this weekend and there's been a lot of player movement there's been some great signings from overseas there's been some new leadership and management coming in place I mean surely this is a great and exciting thing for the league but also for you as you've just pointed out there for head of England seeing you know these teams thrive and the competition get better and better this is only going to benefit hopefully England yeah it's fantastic it's like probably the first pre-season where there's been some real moving and shaking and uh, you know some clubs have made a lot of signings some have made some key signings and there's been movement across there certainly in terms of the, the girls who were in the, the England set up and, uh, and obviously you're looking at those and going, you know really keen to see how, how they uh, how they settle in and, and how they develop and uh, yeah it's, I mean the, 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 the competition goes from strength to strength doesn't it and uh, yeah can't wait to can't wait to get down and watch uh, watch the games and see how, how how the teams are going against each other. Uh, you know, I can imagine from a playing point of view, everybody's so excited about uh, about it kicking off. And uh, yeah, there's lo- lots of uh, lots of players who will be coming up against probably teammates from last year, etc. And uh, lots of battles all over the field. So it'll be good good, good spectator viewing for sure. So where, where where are you going this weekend? Are you at a game this weekend? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm uh, I'm going to go down and watch Quinns. Quins and uh, Richmond. Lovely. If, yep. if only they did road miles like air miles, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we won't. Uh, we won't uh, take any more of your time. But um, hopefully, 
I, I, I always enjoy talking to you personally and professionally and um, I really really appreciate you uh, coming on uh, WRP uh, on our first pod so thank you so much for your time no thanks for inviting me mate that's uh, you know, a real great pleasure to be on and always great to talk and uh, same with you Rich cheers mates it's great Take having care, you mate. all the best cheers guys bye. bye he's a good man isn't he mates sounds on good form really positive really upbeat but he must feel like a, a kid in a, in a sweetie shop must he a, a kid with a, the keys to Willy Wonka's factory he's got so much to choose from now yeah, and I mean, you know, he spoke about it there, about the opportunities that to play against maybe teammates, but also we're going to be seeing the likes of Jay Conkle play against um, the likes of Poppy Cleals and Sarah Hunters, not just in one-offs in Six Nations, but throughout the season. I mean, that is superb for the opportunity for England to further develop themselves. Just how much has it improved the overall game in England? Well, I think, you know, it's given a baseline that's rising up now. All the foundations are in place at clubs where players are able to work on their S&C, work on all kind of the off-pitch stuff that not many people would have done beforehand, which then naturally will provide a better product on the pitch. And then so when players go to their, their international camps, then actually when they're coming back to Tyrrell's um, Premier 15 clubs, you know, the standard still is, is different, but it's still a lot higher than it used to be. Yeah, really exciting times. For most, though, that focus has to be on an upward trajectory, keeping it at the angle it's at at the moment. So there we've just heard from Simon Middleton from a Red Rose perspective. Let's head over to USA, where Johnny caught up with Rob Kane, who is now the USA head coach. You might know Rob from his time at Saracens where he led them to the first ever Tyrrell's Premier 15 title. We take a look back on what he has learned over the summer series. Morning Rob, very early in the morning uh, where you are, bright and breezy. So uh, how are you? How are you finding the US? Are you, uh, are you supersizing everything? <laughs> morning Johnny, great to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, supersizing everything. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's going really well over here. Um, you know, it's a big adventure. It's a very big country. Um, lots of players to go and look at and, and sort of look for talent ID and, and try to bring lots of pieces together. So um, it's been a lot of fun so far. Good to hear. And in terms of, in terms of you know, personally and, and professionally, uh, how big a culture change is it from, from going from North London to uh, to the US? just look back to, to, to the, the Super Series back in the summer uh, your overall impression of it
it's really a good chance to see uh, all the hard work that they put in over the six months to, to see how many strides they made, and that's the way we looked at it. Um, you know, to see the top teams in the world consistently playing games every four four days, five days uh, was brilliant. And in terms of a game, I, I guess I mean, you, you say it's about playing the games there, but I, but I guess if you're going to Record a W in that results column. I guess the, the Canada game was was one that you, you may well have targeted and, and must have been delighted with that with that win. I was really pleased with the players. They worked really hard, um, and you know there was a bit of frustration in terms of of the England and New Zealand um, game. Um, you know they did show some really important trends and traits um, and, and managed to you know shape points, which was the goal. The goal was to to make great strides um, but yeah the, the result against Canada was, was a fantastic day I think it's the first time um, since 2015 that, that a US team had been successful against Canada um, in the test arena so that was a great result and, and really highlighted that you know we're going in the right direction that um, was really positive uh, We have had England and New Zealand battling it out of the World Cup finals for as long as we can probably all remember um, obviously outside the US many many years ago um, how, how big is that gap now Rob you, you've just seen the five best teams in the world all closed up and personal how big is that gap is it, is it, is it shortening all the time between the Black Ferns Red Roses uh, and the rest I think it is um, I think it is I, I think teams are a lot closer um, than, than what uh, the score lines really showcase um, you know England and New Zealand and, and France are, you know, out in front, um, I would say. But, you know, Canada and ourselves are chasing very aggressively. Um, and I think, you know, the performances that Canada put in, um, especially, you know, you know, just losing um, to, to England very late on, um, you know, really showcase that, um, you know, North America and America are both fighting very hard to, to make that medicine. And in terms of the World Cup cycle, it's sort of 18, 18 months away now. What What's the state of play with you and, and the US Eagles women's side are you, are you where you want to be how much more growth is there what are your key factors in the next 18 months yeah so I've been here um, 12 months now so the anniversary is not long ago when happy anniversary
Great stuff. And ju- just fine, Rob. Your old team, Saracens, going to be a third straight uh, title for them, is it, this season? It'd be great, wouldn't it, if they could do it. Um, so many good people at that club, you know, players and coaches, support staff. Um, you know, when I was there, we were always trying to push the boundaries in terms of professionalism. And we obviously had the Tyrrells League, um, you know, come from that, a, a lot of teams modelling what ourselves and, and quits were doing, which was great to see. And yeah, I hope so. I really do. I, I think they can. Why not? You know, they made history last year, just showcases the, the amount of talent the club and, and you know how sometimes players don't get the plaudits they deserve you know I hope they do do it I have my fingers crossed and uh, it'd be nice to watch it from over here great stuff Rob I'm be absolutely fascinating um, watching your journey develop over there in the US so perhaps um, in, in a few months time or whatever we'll, we'll have you back on the pod and, and see where you're at yeah my pleasure Johnny and, and you know thank you so much for taking the time to, to uh, give us a call over here Well, let's bring things back closer to home and speak to a lady who will be instrumental in the English club game this season and the international scene. She currently sits on 82 caps for England, World Cup winner, GB captain at Rio 2016 and 2019 Bognor Regis go-karting championship silver medalist. (laughs) Emily Scarrett, how are you? Where's the silver come from? <laughs> well, apparently you, you lost to your good friend Mo Hunt in a go-karting in Bognor. Uh, fine, she can have it. Can have it. <laughs> you're, not, you're not bitter, are you? No, it's fine. I was basically trying to take... Um, was it Sarah? Someone was going really slow. Sarah Hunter. Yeah, I was trying to do a manoeuvre and we all had a little clip and a twist and then Mo just took the inside <laughs> line. And of course, he's referring to a nice weekend you girls spent down in, in Bognor a few weekends ago. What was uh, what was that event? Yeah, well... yeah so it was for um, Claire Allen's 30th and slash her retirement, despite the fact she's now 34. So, yeah. Brilliant. Now, how's pre-season for, for you, Skaz? How, how many sets of new knee pads have you brought? <laughs> none, none. I'm going to try to see out my career now, I reckon, with them. Um, yeah, see if they hold on. But, um, yeah, pre-season's been good. Obviously, coming off the back of the summer series, um, it meant that we started pre-season a little later than the rest of the girls at the club. But, um, yeah, I've been getting stuck in recently and, and looking forward to getting out there and playing. I mean, for you, you must be pretty excited. You know, you came in late last year to the TP15s, coming back from sevens duty. Are you excited to get going this year with them? Yeah, I am. I think I played like two and a half games or something last year, which obviously wasn't ideal. Um, I had a couple of injuries along the way and stuff. So, yeah, just looking forward to kind of properly get going. Obviously, came back at Christmas, a lot of time then spent away um, with Six Nations and stuff. So, just to spend a bit of proper time at at Loughborough and and um, get stuck in and, and get to know the girls properly as well will be, yeah, it'll be cool. And I mean, you've had a couple of new sign-ins as well. I mean, how's the team gelling, both on the pitch and off the pitch? Looking great, Beth, looking great. <laughs> Everyone looks great in pre-season, hey? <laughs> We're so good at touch at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, uh, a couple of new sign-ins. Um, obviously, we've got Helen Nelson, the, the Scottish girl, um, and a couple of other... Um, really good girls, a few from Waterloo, a few from DMP. So um, yeah, just bolstered our squad nicely. Um, again, just just getting some time together now, just to, to familiarise one everybody with how we play, but also everybody with everybody else. So um, yeah, it's going all right so far, and um, get a few socials 
underway as well, which is always a good way to, to get to know different people. And, and, and Skaz, you've been uh, involved, obviously, in the game from, from a young age, but it seems like you've been around, around forever. Um, <laughs> now you're 38 years of age. Um, but just just looking back to, to, to where, when you sort of first pulled on the, the white shirt and, and where it is now in terms of Tyrrells, in terms of the, you know, the, the super serious five best teams in the world, just how far has rugby come in, in your short career so far and where do you think it can go? Oh, it's come a hell of a way, hasn't it? I think, um, obviously, Beth will testify to this as well. I think, certainly, I just might know that she started a lot before me, but um, uh, <laughs> when I first started playing, you know, just, you know, daft things like the kit that we wore, it was massive, it was men's shirts, it was, you know, generally it was our family and friends that were at games watching. You generally didn't kind of reach out to a, a bigger audience than kind of your close network and and now obviously we're playing in massive stadiums we're playing in you know the proper the proper kit um we're playing in front of you know genuine fans that want to come and support us and are really excited about doing so and, and want to pay their money to do that so yeah it's it's amazing to see how far it's come i think it's made massive massive strides from when i first kind of started playing maybe 10 or 11 years ago um, and it will continue to do so i think the the scope for it now, I don't think it'll make as big a stride as quickly because obviously it's, you know, we've made some huge jumps recently. But um, yeah, I think we just got to keep pushing. Obviously, the professional side of the game is, is massive and just continuing to to put ourselves um, on those big stages and in front of those crowds and, you know, on um, kind of the media side of things and on TV and all of that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's, it's been really good and, and hopefully it can keep going forward. And personally, the next month, 12 months, 24 months, 36 months, do you have any, any personal goals? I mean, you've pretty much achieved mo- most things in the game, but is Emily Scout setting herself some goals? Oh, always. Um, I think, obviously, the, the the big one for the next few years is obviously the World Cup um, 2021 down in New Zealand. That The prospect of that is, is a pretty special one. Um, anytime you get to play um, rugby in New Zealand, it's a pretty awesome occasion so obviously everything eyes towards that but um, you know we'll see what happens along the way I am definitely getting older but um, I'd love to be there um, and then I guess the other side of it is is obviously the club stuff um, never won uh, a premiership title um, so putting ourselves in a, a good place or a position to maybe do that in the next few years would be awesome but as, we, as we're getting better everyone else is getting better I'm sure Beth's sat there shaking their head because I know Quinns are really stacked up this, uh, this year so it, we'll see it, it's one of those pipe dreams I suppose and one of those would be lovely to do um, we'll put our heads down and that's what happens I mean surely you've also got the goal of keeping your um, self-proclaimed name as Skazidas <laughs> I mean, we'll try I mean, we went to, obviously we know that we went to Bognor and we had two different outfit changes for Claire's um, retirement and 30th birthday party. First night was Spice Girls. Skaz literally turns up fully kitted out, Adidas, being sporty Spice. She was like, obviously, like, right, okay. Next night's Lycra, like, go full out, like, Mr. Motivator. Skaz turns up, Adidas leggings, Adidas swimming costume, Adidas coat. I mean, you really are representing an on-brand, aren't you? Hey, you've got to. The other thing as well is Sporty Spice. It was like just a just one out of the wardrobe. That was easy. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't have much time to go shopping that week, so I just thought I'd use the resources I had. Yeah, well played. That's the Bogner. 
was outstanding. Well, I have to say, if I was facing you on the other side of the pitch, I'd call you, uh, I'd certainly call you Scary Spice rather than Sporty Spice. But, uh, <laughs> Scouts, thank you so much for coming on. Really, really appreciate it. All the very, very best for the season, for, for DMP at the weekend. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back on the pod again soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Cheers. Take care. Cheers, Scouts. Great to have Emily Scout on the inaugural WRP. She was so influential in the summer, really regarded as one of the best players on the planet. Almost singly Hadley won a couple of those games for, for England in the summer series. But her focus obviously will now be on Loughborough and a full season ahead of her, unlike last season. Semi-finals last year at Loughborough Lightning. They play against Darlington, Modern Park Sharks. How do you see that one going? I think Loughborough have done some great recruitment over the summer. Um, one of them being Helen Nelson, who's also the Scottish captain. Um, so to have her playing 12 with Emmy Scarrett outsider and Katie McLean inside, you know, I think that's going to add some real value to that team. The holders, dare I say it, Saracens, kick off their campaign with a trip down at Bristol. Yeah, I, you can't ever look past Saracens. You know, the, the form and the performances that they put under pressure over the last two seasons, you can't look past them. However, I know from speaking with Kim Oliver, they've done a hell of a lot of work this summer, working a lot with the men's team and Pat Lamb. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how that team goes and I mean also they've got Sarah Byrne who wasn't um, recognised as the 34th world player so it'd be interesting to see how she goes Fearwood Waterloo take on Gloucester Harbour if you change at Gloucester yeah obviously we've got Mo Hunt who's now going to be um, leading that side which I think is fantastic you know she brings a wealth of experience it's quite a young side that they've got there so uh, you know I think Mo will take that in her stride and drive that team really really well Was FC uh, ladies also at home, uh, they face Worcester. Bit of an unknown quantity, Worcester, this season. Yeah, they've had some change in management up top and there seems to be a new checkbook that's around as well, which is supporting the players. You know, it's a bit unsure, so it'll be um, a team to keep an eye on this season. And the final fixture of the weekend, that game that Simon Middleton will be at, presumably, if you're any sort of teammate, that that you'll, you'll be at as well, Berth. Richmond taking that short journey across to the Stoop to face your newly branded Harlequins women. Yeah, I think there's been so much talk about pre-season and all the work that's been done. Now it's come down to crunch time. I'm gutted not to be running out with the girls, but I can't wait to see what both teams are going to produce on the day. So we're all done, I reckon. That's it for week one, Johnny. The whistle was blown on our Women's Rugby Pod debut. Consider our cherries well and truly popped. Join us again next week when we'll be joined by more big names from around the world. We'll be joined by one of the Saracens teammates, one of the liveliest and loosest players that owns a hot tub, Marley Packer. And we'll speak to the new skipper of Gloucester Hartbury, Mo Hunt, to the back of the opening weekend of the Teals Premier 15s. Mo and Marley, they should form a badge, it's a great name. You can find us on Twitter at Pod Women's Rugby, and you can subscribe to us on all the usual podcast outlets. You know what to do, hit five stars. So just remains for us to say thank you to all our guests, to Emily Scarrett, to Simon Middleton, to Rock Kane. Thanks also to Jez Matt and Luke Rosier for all their help. Thanks for listening. Until next time.